0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed week four. I did a completely filled day with football, starting at nine thirty. I mean, I don't know how my wife feels about this, but I mean, starting football at nine thirty, ending football at eleven thirty at night, going to bed at twelve thirty because, well, let's be honest. I'm during that eight thirty game. I'm just researching, you know, what happened that day, and and you know, in order for me to prepare for this podcast. And, and put it out this early but I mean it, it's a it's a full day of football and and I wouldn't have it any other way to be honest but uh we're gonna get right into it so we're gonna get into the games we're gonna get into you know waiver wire targets you know at least who I'm looking at I'm not gonna come out with the waiver wire show until tomorrow but you know at least you, you know you can have a little bit of an idea of who I'm looking at you know I just want to have all the information all the news out before I really you know stake a claim in a guy as far as who you should pick up uh But yeah, so waiver wire guys, guys, you know, that maybe we should try to keep an eye on. And and a few buy lows after week four, you know, if you're struggling, you want to put a little package together for a player, you know, who's a little extra tradable right now because they haven't, you know, performed up to standards, um, you know, that that might be a good thing for you guys. So I'll I'll get into that as well. But, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was just go ahead and and get into uh, the games uh, starting with the Jaguars and Jets, it was actually it was actually a good game. Um, not offensively, but you know it was a good game uh, as far as uh, you know how competitive it was between these two teams. Uh, the Jets did win in overtime. Uh, Leonard Fournette he had twenty four carries, uh, you know ended up with eighty six yards, had four receptions in this game for fifty nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, his usage. Is great. You know that's exactly what you want out of an RB one. Uh, he is matchup proof because he's involved in both the run and the pass game. Uh, so you know he's a he's a lock to get you know to be in that RB one category at the end of the year. He's not as flashy as those other guys as far as you know Kareem Hunt and you know all these other guys that that, that are getting all these other rookies that are getting praise. Uh, but for that's very solid. Um, and I, if he's on my team, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, Marquise Lee, he caught only two balls in this game. Only had three targets, um, you know. It probably has something to do with Morris Claiborne following following him around, but still, you know, he couldn't get anything going. And, and Blake Bortles wasn't really looking for him in this one, which is surprising because Lee was being was the target leader, you know. After uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson went out, so uh, that's interesting. I, I do expect you know his usage to bounce back a little bit in Week Five. Um, in their next game. Uh, Alan Hearns, he caught four passes for 42 yards and he's, he was a tar- target leader with 10 targets in this game. Uh, on the jet side of the ball, Bilal Powell, you know, whenever Forte is out, I mean Bilal, Powell is just a short bet. Um, he led the backfield uh, with 21 carries. 163 yards and a touchdown he also caught four of five balls for 27 yards Uh, and you know if you took away Powell's 75 yard touchdown round he still would have had 4.4 yards per carry you know, on the other twenty carries that he had, so he had a he had a remarkable day. Um, Elijah Maguire, you know, he kind of spelled Powell here and there. Uh, he had twelve touches in the game. He also had a sixty-nine yard touchdown run, and you know, he he looks pretty good. He's really patient. Um, he has a little bit of a burst, um, and you know, and we saw the speed in this game too. So uh, he might be someone who we we might be talking about next year uh, when we're talking about our our two thousand eighteen. Fantasy football drafts this is going to be interesting. Uh, none of the receivers for the Jets really made a mark. Uh, you know, Jermaine Kearse he had seven uh, targets. Anderson, Robbie Anderson had six. Curly had five. So so nothing crazy there. But you know, Austin Safarian Jenkins he had another four targets and he caught all four of them for forty six yards. Um, you know, and getting those type of targets and having them consistent, you know, is you know is a tight end that you could play um, you know, as a streaming option. Um, you know, if he continues to get targets like this, you know, I expect him to, uh, you know, to be someone that you can put in your lineup and pretty, feel pretty confident that he'll get you, you know, (laughs) you know, low end tight end one numbers, uh, just because of how bad the tight end position has been this year. Uh, saints and dolphins is the next game. Saints won that game 20 to zero. Miami's offense just sucks. I mean, they just can't move the ball. You know, how do you, how do you get shut out by the Saints? I mean, that that's bad, right? Um, Ajay he only had 12 carries for 46 yards, um, 11 carries last week. So, you know, a, a total of – he was a little bit more because he's a talented guy. He's huge, very athletic, um, and he could be a weapon in this offense. But from, from what I've seen so far this year, uh, they haven't really been using him in that in that respect. Um, you know, Julio's a guy I'm trying to buy low on right now. He has a buy week next week. You, owners can't even use him so you know and he's been underperforming uh so he, ha- he hasn't caught a touchdown yet um he hasn't you know really killed it yet so i think he's somebody that uh i would buy low on now so i can get an elite guy you know maybe package a two for one for julio right now all right moving on to the bengals of browns bengals this was uh Bengals just slaughtered the browns at home well the browns were at home but bengals won 31-7 Andy Dalton threw for four touchdowns. Kaiser didn't do so well. Uh, Joe Mixon did lead the backfield again. He had 17 carries, but he only went for 29 yards. You still have a chance to buy low, but, I, you know, I would be careful just because, you know, the possibility of of uh, Mixon getting that two-minute drill work, uh, you know, Jeremy Hill getting that goal line work. So, you know, Mixon, you know, he might be a three-down type of guy, but those other backs are still going to be used. Um you know, uh, Geo Mixon, they both had four catches for four targets in this game. Uh, Geo did have a long 61-yard touchdown reception as well, and he, he looked he looked pretty good on that. So you know he's still going to be used. So I'm not I'm not so high on Joe Mixon as far as him getting that opportunity. But next year, if one of these guys are out, man, uh, Joe Mixon is going to have a, a field day and have a, have a lot of touches. And he's he's super uh, he's super talented. So he's a guy that I'm, I'm aiming for. You know, as far as uh, you know, maybe next year getting him getting him cheap he might not be that guy this year but next year i think he will be aj green uh he's back to doing his thing he had five catches on seven targets for 63 yards and a touchdown he looked really good in this game uh tyler croft um we saw a little bit of this last year too uh you know he did his best tyler eifert impression uh except he's healthy um and he caught two touchdowns in this game you know andy dalton loves targeting tight ends Uh, you know in the end zone so you know if you need a tight end you know Croft is he's straight up flyer like who knows if he's gonna you know repeat this type of performance it was the Browns uh, so I would be leery Uh, Isaiah Crowell I'm putting him in the garbage putting him in the garbage can I'm tying up the garbage bag I'm throwing the garbage bag out get rid of him I'm not having him anymore I mean he's he's just underperforming seven carries 20 yards my goodness I mean negative game script and when are they ever not going to be in a negative game script against anybody? Duke Johnson, he caught 9 of 10 for 47 yards in this game. Um, you know, So, Crowell, eh, not starting him anymore. Keep him on your bench, like all the way at the bottom of your bench. Um, Ricardo Lewis, he had 9 targets in this game. He caught 5 of them. Kenny Brake caught 3 of 8 targets. Um, do, we, do we want to pick up Ricardo Lewis? I don't know. I wouldn't. Richard Higgins, we wanted to pick him up too. He has zero catches on four tar- targets. I'm, I'm cutting him at this point, by the way. Sorry. I, I, I'm a little mad at the, at the Cleveland Browns. They can't get anything going. Passing game, running game, nothing. All right, Rams at Cowboys. Rams won this game, thirty-five to thirty. It was a pretty good game. Um, they're three and one now. Their offense is legit too. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Jared Goff he threw another two touchdowns. Uh, he threw seven touchdowns in five games, one interception. So you know, averaging two hundred sixty-eight yards per game. So he's doing a pretty good job. Um, I would probably want a piece of this offense, and and Jared Goff isn't a guy, you know, he might be a guy that you can start putting in your lineup, uh, you know, in a couple weeks, assuming that he'll continue uh, to throw these uh, multi-touchdown games. He did have a couple of one-touchdown games, so, you know, that's not what you're looking for when you're starting a quarterback. Uh, But, you know, I'm I'm looking out for him right now. He's kind of on my watch list. Uh, Todd Gurley, 23 carries, 121 yards. He caught seven passes on eight targets for 94 yards and a touchdown. This dude is getting serious work. He led the team in targets, catches, receiving yards. I mean, it's crazy. He's, he's averaging 21 carries a game, 90 yards of rushing, one touchdown on the ground. He's averaging five catches, 59 yards, and three-quarters of a touchdown per game. I mean, that's all one game. I mean, that's crazy. One guy. He's getting ridiculous usage, um, and if you have him on your team, God bless. Cooper Cup, seven targets, caught five of them in a touchdown. Is he the guy now? I don't know. Watkins only had two targets in this game. I mean, my goodness, after that last week that he had. I mean, come on. He did lead 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 the wide receivers in a snap in snap count with 60, and he still only got two targets, which is mind-boggling. But um, you know. This wide receiver core, where the targets are going, they're still trying to figure that out. 23 carries in two weeks, not good. You know, he might be a buy low candidate, uh, but right now the Dolphins' offense, offensive line, and offense in general just isn't looking good. But I do expect them to bounce back at some point. They have to get better than this. So, you know, Ajayi is a little, a little bit of a buy low, um, and you know, no other running back got more than one carry. So this, this is a Ajayi show. Um, uh, on the, who else in the Dolphins? Uh, Parker. He had 8 targets, he caught 6 of them for 69 He's also a trade target of mine um, Just because, you know, these are the type of numbers That he's getting when the offense isn't rolling So once the offense does get rolling Somewhat, you know, his numbers Will go up, because they'll have more Chances near the red zone, they'll have more Sustained drives, and I think You know, he's somebody who's underperforming With the amount of opportunity he can get um, And Jar- Jarvis Landry He had 7 targets, he caught 6 of them For 40, his depth of the target is So low you know, it sucks. He's not getting any downfield targets. So, um, you know, he's not somebody outside of a PPR that I'm really confident confident in, to be honest. Um, on the same side of the ball, Mark Ingram, he led the team with 14 carries for 45 yards. He had eight targets but caught four of them. Now, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, he had 15 touches altogether. Uh, he had five carries, but he also had 10 targets. He caught all 10 of those targets for 71 yards and a touchdown um you know in the previous games he had target totals of six seven and five and this one he has 10 so you know uh, he's trending up right now as far as the guy the passing down guy in this drew brees led offense and we've seen you know these guys become very valuable um you know as far as fantasy production goes uh Ted Ginn, you know, I I thought that he was gonna have a good game in this one, especially because Byron Maxwell injured himself in pregame warmups. But what, now that I think about it, if Byron Maxwell played, he sucks so bad that Ted Ginn probably would have had an even better game. Um, but he only had two targets. That's pitiful. You know, I thought he I, I was expecting a lot of Ted Ginn, you know, this year. Uh, but it's not looking good for him right now. Michael Thomas, he had a great game. He went 8 for 89 in a touchdown, 11 targets. He's a mainstay in this offense. He's the guy. He's going to be super consistent uh, every single week. I'm going to move on to the Bills and Falcons. Uh Bills won this one. You know, they caught Atlanta off guard. They won 23 to 17. It probably had a lot to do with Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu being ruled out in the middle of this game. You know, I'm assuming that Atlanta probably would have came back and won, but the Bills did a great job defensively. Um, Matt Ryan, he threw a touchdown. He had two interceptions. Uh, Jones, you know, Julio went three for thirty before he got hurt. Um, but uh, it looks like Julio should be back. They do have a bye week next week, um, and there was a report that you know he's not going to miss any games. So he, you know, if you're a Julio owner, he should be fine. He should come out of that break, uh, you know, doing a lot better. Uh, LeSean McCoy. 20 carries in this game, 76 yards, um, you know, surprisingly a positive game script for McCoy in this one. We thought that they would be coming back, uh, but, you know, not what we thought, you know, entering this game. Uh, Tolbert, he had eight carries himself. Uh, Charles Clay, he caught five of seven for 120, 112 yards, um, and he's been doing great lately. He caught, like, six touchdowns in the last eight games. Um... And, and this game, I mean, he, he's, he's, an, he's a guy you can plug in in your tight end position every single week. If you lost a tight end, you know, hopefully you picked him up and he's the guy that you're playing uh, in place of your tight end. And even when your t- tight end comes back, whoever that is, whether it's, um, you know, Greg Olson or Jordan Reed or uh, Tyler Eifert, I mean, you might want to consider just keeping playing because those guys might be a little, a little bit unreliable while they're unhealthy. Jordan Matthews, he caught a touchdown, but he only had two targets. Zay Jones had five targets. So, you know, there just isn't enough target share for more than McCoy and Clay in this offense. So I'm not starting anybody outside of those guys. Um, on the Falcon side of the ball, Freeman, Devonta Freeman had 18 carries. Uh, Coleman had nine. Uh, Coleman did outrush Freeman, though, 79-58, to 58, but Freeman ha- did have a touchdown. Um, C- Coleman also led the team in receiving. Caught four of six targets for sixty-five yards. Uh, Austin Hooper had seven targets, but this was after Sanu uh, was ruled out. So I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not worried uh, about Sanu and Julio. I'm not, I'm not gonna put in Austin Hooper. Uh, you know, put up Austin Hooper as somebody who I need to pick up right now. Uh, The Falcons don't throw the ball as much as they did in this game so you know I'm not I'm not really focused on Hooper you know before this Hooper was running a lot of routes but he just wasn't getting targeted so I'm looking at this as a bit of an outlier I do hope that he's uh but you know we should have a good sample size you know by week six week seven you know around that around that point uh on the Cowboys side Des Bryant he had a good game, 5 for 98, but he had 13 targets. His catch rate is super low, uh, but he's still getting it done. At the end of the day, he's still putting up fantasy points for you. Um, Zeke, he had 21 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had four receptions for 54 yards with a touchdown as well. Um, so you're pretty happy with you know, his usage in the passing game at this point. Jason Witten, he he's not he's not doing what he was doing in the first two games. He only had one catch on two targets. Um, His first two games, he was 7 for 9, 59 yards and a touchdown. His second game, 10 for 13, 97 yards and a touchdown. And then last week, 1 for 4 for 3 yards. And then yesterday, 1 for 2 for 9 yards. So, like, I don't know what's going on with Jason Witten. Not sure if I can put him in my lineup. I'm not sure, you know, what the deal is with him as far as, you know, are they game planning, you know, depending on the team. I'm guessing that's the case because the targets aren't going his way. So, I'll be a little weary if I'm keeping him in my lineup this week. The next game is Lions at Vikings. The Lions won 14 to 7. The big story coming out of this game is that Dalvin Cook left the game with what appeared to be a torn ACL. Those are the early reports, not 100% confirmed yet, but that's what it looks like. It really sucks. I mean, these rookie running backs were really a story for this year and Dalvin Cook was doing a great job. He came in, you know, as a rookie he beat out Latavius Murray. I mean, obviously Murray wasn't wasn't healthy at that time, but, you know, even when Murray came back, you know, he wasn't even close to being the starter over Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook performed. He, he's been doing really well between the tackles and the passing game. You know, he, and if you had him on your team, you were keeping him, keeping him in your lineup every single week because of his usage. But, you know, it sucks for him as a rookie, you know, to be having such a bright future this year and have a breakout rookie year But, you know, it's it sucks that he had to go out with that injury. But uh, before he left, he had he went uh, for 13 carries, had 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, So, you know, obviously Latavius Murray, he's going to be one of the biggest waiver wire pickups this week, if not the biggest, you know, he, he should get the early down work. And the goal line work he, he will have a couple catches too because you know he, he's he's you know he could do well in the passing game as well he's not the guy and Jared McKinnon might take a little bit more of that role um, but he did have seven carries for 21 yards he did have two catches on two targets um, so uh, I'll be trying to pick him up this week Amir Abdullah he had a good game uh, 20 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown this was by far his best game this year uh, if you have him and you held on to him good. You know he's going to get usage, and you know I think his good games are yet to come. Marvin Jones he led the receivers with 42 yards in the Lions, um, and that tells you what you need to know about this game. I mean no receiver were catching no receivers were catching anything. Golden Tate he had three catches for 29 yards, so that was kind of disappointing as well. Uh, but Stephen Diggs he continues to kill it. Five receptions, 98 yards on ten- on seven targets. Excuse me, um, and Thielen had eight targets uh but went five for 59 so both of these guys continue to do well i think Thielen is a little bit of a buy low right now he's super talented he's a mainstay in this offense he's playing that slot so he's gonna get a lot of those targets um you know and and should rack up a good number of catches this year and on a per game basis so if you're in a your ppr league i think feeling uh you know would be a, a guy who you can start every week who has a nice floor but then has that upside to get some touchdowns as well um so I really like I really like Adam Thielen and Stephen Diggs moving forward. Hopefully Sam Bradford can come back and take this offense, you know, up a little bit of a notch um, where both of them can be productive every single week. Uh, Panthers and Patriots. The Panthers upset the Patriots in their house. We saw two weeks in a row. You know, last week Houston came in with Deshaun Watson, almost beat the Patriots. Patriots came back to beat them late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, with with. Uh, Brandon Cook's touchdown and you know where was Brandon Cook's in this game I have no idea uh but you know the Patriots defense I think they might be one of the worst in the league if not the worst in the league uh Cam Newton couldn't do anything against the Saints last week at home and then goes in New England and throws for 316 yards and three touchdowns he threw for 316 yards I mean when was the last time Cam Newton threw for 316 yards I'm gonna have to look this up now Okay, I just looked this up. The last time he threw for 316 yards was week six against New Orleans. He threw for 322 yards. And before that, he threw 353 yards against San Francisco in week two of last year. So that New Orleans game was last year, uh, week six, I think. And then the San Francisco was week two, the week before. Um, And then before that, he only threw it for, like, a couple times the year before. So, yeah, he never does that. And, and this, this Patriots team has looked really bad. So I'm actually going to be targeting them like I've been targeting the Saints the past couple years because they're just straight-up bad. Um, Jonathan Stewart, uh, he led the team in carries, 14 for 68. Oh, by the way, I forgot something about Cam Newton. He did rush a good amount in this game as well. He went 8 for 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but Jonathan Stewart led the team, 14 for 68. Uh, jo- uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he didn't do much in this game. Uh, six carries and four catches on six targets. He was on the field for 77 percent of Carolina snaps, uh, but he only had 10 touches throughout the whole game. But you know, as far as his his field time, his playing time, pretty good. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, he went four for one of four, so it looks like he's over that injury. Uh, but but, Funchess, man. Seven for nine, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, in the two, in the two games that Greg Olson has missed, he's had, Funches, that is, he's had 19 targets, 10 in week three, 9 in week four, um, and he caught these two touchdowns in this game against New England. So, if he's sitting on your waiver wire, he's somebody that should be added right now. Um, you know, he's getting a good target volume. Uh, so, you know, if Cam's looking for him, you know, he, he's a good start, especially in, in PPR leagues. Uh, tom brady he threw another two touchdowns mike gillisley another disappointing game 12 carries 49 yards deon lewis vultured a touchdown from him which is kind of funny um you know honestly with gillisley it is what it is right it's the same thing with blunt last year um you know it's either that he has like a touchdown or two or he just doesn't and he's not really that helpful um you know in fantasy so he is just par for the course you just start him every week you can never kind of you, you can never really figure out when that's gonna happen. And this year it's harder for Gillesley to have those games because, you know, the Patriots defense was decent and once the Patriots got out to a lead, they could hold it. But now it doesn't seem like they can really hold a lead with that defense. So it doesn't seem like Gilsey's is somebody who as is, is as valuable as Blunt was last year. Uh Gronk went eight for four I'm sorry, four for 80, no touchdowns. Um, you know, it's funny, when Gronk has this type of game, you get disappointed. Uh, it, it's it's funny, when, you, when he's on the field, you want him to get like 20 points every single time. But uh, uh, Chris Hogan, nine targets, five for 60. He seems like somebody who's really one of Brady's favorite targets now. It's It's... It's um it's interesting you know Amendola was still on the field he caught six for forty two and a touchdown on seven targets uh, James White caught ten of twelve targets for forty seven yards uh, which is which is hilarious um, like five yards per catch uh, but but yeah you know Brady really likes to spread it around uh, to all his guys and uh, unfortunately one of those guys was not named Brandon Cooks Steelers at Ravens Ravens won twenty six to nine uh. You know, in in Baltimore, Ben didn't play that well on the road, uh, but they just ran down the Ravens' throats on this one. Le'Veon Bell, he had 35 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. He caught four passes for 42 yards. Um, you know, I, I wish you could have bought him low now, huh? I mean, that, that ain't going to happen, that's for sure. Uh, not anymore, at least. Uh, Alex Collins, he led the Ravens' backfield with nine carries for 82 yards. Uh he had a long run for fifty-two I'm sorry, fifty yards. Uh Buck Allen he had two carries, West had four. Um, and West had a grand total of negative seven yards in those four carries. Um but Alex Collins, you know, it seems like he's gonna be the guy in positive game script. Um obviously in this game they were down the whole time. Uh so Buck Allen was in for the most of this game. Uh which was about 58% of snaps. So Allen was on the field for 40 snaps. Collins was on the field for 17 snaps, which is 25% um, of the snap share. Uh, but, you know, like, like I said, they were down all game. So you can't really see what the real uh, split would have been if, you know, it was a close game or if the Ravens were up somehow. Um, you know, that remains to be seen. But what is... Definitely the case. It seems like Collins is getting much more playing time than Terrence West and is favored and is just performing better than him. So I wouldn't worry about West. I would personally, if I needed roster room, I would drop West. You know, I would add Collins, or if you have Collins, keep him. But he's somebody, if he's on the waiver wire, he's somebody I want on my roster. Um, And, you know, Buck Allen, when he was on the field, he did have six catches for 37 yards on six targets. Uh, Mike Wallace had 10 targets in this game. He caught six of them for 55 yards and a touchdown. You know he was getting like one catch a game. He was mostly covered by Casey Hayward. He was shadowing him all over the place. So um, you know Jeffrey's going to have some tough matchups this year, and he's going to have to overcome it. And you're going to have to play him. So um, you know at least he's a guy who can uh, <clears throat> who can get a touchdown even in a tough matchup like this. Keenan Allen looked really good in this game. He caught five balls and 11 targets for 138 yards. Uh, Tyrell Williams, he caught a bomb touchdown for 75 yards, finished with five catches for 115 yards. So he's a little bit of a boom bust, but he sees the field like more than any other wide receiver outside of Keenan Allen. Um, Travis Benjamin, caught two for five so you know between benjamin and williams is going to be a crapshoot shoot every single week i would take a look at the matchup to see who i'd rather play and i did like tyrell T- williams a lot better than travis benjamin uh this week coming into the week um antonio gates caught three for 18 hunter henry caught two for 16 i'm not trusting either of these guys hunter henry he had two goose eggs um and then had a good game also in week two uh, and then this week he, he, he throws another clunker So I'm not trusting Henry at all There's other serviceable tight ends That you can pick up on your waiver wire Alright, Giants at Bucks uh, Eli, he threw for two touchdowns And ran for one touchdown Yes, he did run for a touchdown Looked really weird Doing it, but he got the touchdown uh, James Winston, he threw for 332 yards and three touchdowns um, You know, this Giants defense is good But, you know, they could definitely be beat um, Wayne Gallman, he is the running back for the Giants. He took over the backfield today. He had 11 carries for 42 yards. Perkins had 9 carries for 13 yards. Uh, Shane Breen went 5 for 14. So I think Wayne Gallman, somebody who you should be picking up uh, just in case that he takes over. He's performed a lot better than any other running back as far as the running game goes. Uh, he did also catch a touchdown as well through the air. Um, So he's somebody I'm looking at on waivers. Uh, OBJ went 7 for 90 on 15 targets, went on and off the field with different injuries, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, he came through for you. Uh, Evan Ingram, 6 for 62 on 11 targets. He's another tight end. that If he's sitting on your waiver wire, he deserves to be rostered, and you can start him. Um, You know, he's he's getting decent target volume every single week. Brandon Marshall, 11 targets as well, went 6 for 46. Um, you know, he's somebody that you know you can expect good target volume from, but it's just an offense that's funneled through OBJ, so just keep that in mind uh when you're starting Marshall. Uh J. Chris Rogers went 16 for 83, uh decent game. Uh Cameron Brait went four for 80 with a touchdown. Had a really good game in this game, in this one. Mike Evans five for 67 on 11 targets, so you know not not as bad of a game. He was shadowed by Janoris Jenkins. Um, Deshaun Jackson disappointment only went two for 20. He did have a couple long shots, but you know couldn't really come through with them. Uh, but Doug Martin should be back in week five, and you know. It's looking like it's going to be his job. Uh, he looked great in the preseason. Um, I have him stashed in a couple teams, and I think he's going to come back and just take that role and, and run with it. This team wants to be defensive. They want to run the ball. They don't want Jameis to throw a whole bunch uh, because he, he usually makes mistakes. So I'm thinking that Doug Martin's going to come in, do well. Um, and if he does, I'm going to try to package him up, him and somebody else for another three-down running back. Why not? Raiders and Broncos, Derek Carr, he did not look good at all um he got hurt in this game too he did throw a touchdown uh but you know it was a long touchdown kind of fluky um he had a back injury we're waiting to see what really happened there uh but you know apparently he shouldn't he should be okay and he should be fine uh for their next game marshawn lynch nine carries for 12 yards i hope you sat him this broncos defense is legit even against the run this year um the next highest You know, carry count was Jalen Rashard, who had two carries. So the Raiders were were throwing all game. Um, Amari Cooper, I'm throwing him in that same garbage that I'm going to open that garbage up that I threw Isaiah Crowell in and throw Amari Cooper in there as well. He had eight targets, caught two of them for nine. Ridiculous. I mean, you know, Roby is not a cornerback that I'm scared of. They need to get him involved. He needs to catch his passes. He needs to run better routes. He just needs to do better. You know, he wasn't really seeing the top two cornerbacks as much as you saw Roby, and he should have took advantage of that matchup. Um, Trevor Simeon, he didn't do much in this game. You know, he did throw a touchdown. Uh, didn't need to pass much because they were up most of the game. Uh, C.J. Anderson, because of that, he ran for 20. He had 20 carries, 95 yards. Looked good. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and D.T. You know, didn't catch much. D.T. caught one for 11. Emmanuel Sanders went four for 27. Like I said, they just didn't need to pass much in this game. So, um, you know, the defense held held this game in check. It was a defensive game uh, before this. But I don't think this is going to be a trend. Uh, you know, obviously we have to keep him on the waiver wire. Don't pick him up. He's somebody who will probably have only a couple catches, a couple targets next week. I don't think he's going to be somebody who you're going to be able to start every week. I mean, Jeremy Macklin's still in the fold. Uh, you know, he caught 3 of 6 for 21 yards. Now... If Macklin isn't Joe Flacco's guy, then maybe Wallace can turn out to be the guy. But as of this point, you know, you're not adding Wallace because he had an outlier 10-target game when he's catching one ball uh, every game before that. Ben Watson, he had six targets. He caught five for 43. He's somebody that I'm very interested in as far as is he going to be Joe Flacco's favorite tight end because we've seen Flacco favorite tight ends in the past and and pepper them with volume. Uh, so in PPR settings, Ben Wallace might be somebody who's very intriguing. Uh, Martavis Bryant, I didn't think he was going to have a good game in this one. Uh, he he led the team in receiving. I said that again. He led the Steelers in receiving. You know, with three catches for forty-eight yards. Uh, Antonio Brown got shut down in this game. Uh, he he also had three catches uh, for forty-something yards in this game. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Smith is legit. He's been shutting A. B. down consistently uh, whenever they, they see each other um Juju Smith Schuster caught another touchdown I think that's two weeks in a row now uh he's playing that that slot role uh, you know and I think that you know if you want to pick him up feel free because you know Ben Ben Roethlisberger does like the middle of the field as well so you know pick him up but you're hoping for a touchdown he's not a volume guy Titans at Texans Texans won this game 57-14 to I mean, the story of the game, Deshaun Watson, 283 yards, four touchdowns, 24 yards rushing and a touchdown, um, you know, on the ground. I mean, this guy is good. Um, Now, just just to keep in mind that he did go against the Patriots in week three and then the Titans in week four. um, And those are the two games that he blew up in as far as his numbers go. So, you know, I would just keep that in mind. You know, when you're starting him, you know, in the future, when you're evaluating him, just keep keep these two games in mind that, you know, these two games weren't the most toughest matches. But as a rookie, man, he's doing well. Mariota, he only threw the ball 10 times. He did get hurt in this game. Uh, He did. He did. um, He hurt his hamstring. Uh, So, you know, we're going to keep a keep an eye out for that on Monday to see what the extent of that is. Uh, but you know he did lead the team in rushing actually with seven rushes, 39 yards and two touchdowns. And I think he tweaked his hamstring on one of those touchdowns that he extended for. Uh, but if so, if you started Mariota, you're you're okay. Um, you know he didn't he didn't hurt you too bad. Um, Lamar Miller, he's taken advantage of of better of a better offense. 19 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown. He had another touchdown through the air. Caught four receptions on five targets for 56 yards. Um, He's the clear lead back in this offense. Deontay Foreman, he still had 13 carries for 45 yards, but this offense runs the ball a lot, and they were up this whole game. So, you know, with Deshaun Watson doing well, with the complement of Deontay Foreman, I think Lamar Miller takes a step forward, you know, just in a better offense and having more opportunity, um, you know, and the, the, the opposing offenses having to worry about the offense other than the run. They've Every team that that sees the Texans just worries about the run because the pass was never something that they, they needed to worry about. But now, with Deshaun Watson blooming before our eyes, I think Lamar Miller really takes a step forward, and that's why he was one of my trade targets last week. DeAndre Hopkins, he continues to see a ridiculous volume target share. He caught 10 of 12 targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Will Fuller, he came back in his debut game from that from that injury. Um, he caught two touchdowns in his season debut. Uh, you know he's somebody that I'm interested in picking up as well, uh, just to see how his role continues. Not necessarily starting him just because this was an easy matchup. Um, you know Will Fuller he did really well in the beginning of the year last year and then really fell off hard. Um, you know he's just one of those guys that is boom bust so. Not really my style of player, but he's somebody to have on the bench in case you're in a pinch. You know, he's somebody you can throw in and hopefully he catches one of those touchdowns. Uh, DeMarco Murray, seven carries, 31 yards. Derrick Henry, six carries for seven yards. You know, DeMarco Murray is still a buy low for me. I think this offense will find its groove. They haven't found its groove yet at all. Um, You know, they're really about the running game, but they've been passing the ball a lot and they've been down a lot. And the defense just can't hold him in-game. So, um, I, but I think DeMarco Murray will get it together. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually sending trade tar. You know, he's a trade target of mine, and I'm sending trade offers out for him. Uh, Delaney Walker, three, three catches, 51 yards. Uh, Richard Matthews, three for 49. And Eric Decker, two for 13. Eric Decker can't find his way in this offense right now. Um, if you want to cut him, feel free. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that he's going to, you know, get his groove back, um, you know, towards the middle of the season. All right, let's move on to the 49ers and Cardinals. Cardinals won by three in overtime, good game. Uh, Larry Fitchell caught that touchdown in overtime for them to win it. 49ers went down the field. They, ha- they had a really good drive. Um, I think, who was it? Was it Teron Matthew that got called for um, a defensive penalty and they gave him the first down continued the drive, they continued to the drive all the way down they couldn't score a touchdown, but they did kick a field goal, Carn's got the ball back marched down the field, threw a touchdown um, to Fitzgerald uh, let's see so Hoyer, he threw the ball 49 times in this game, he threw no touchdowns, but he did throw an interception uh, Carlos Hyde, 16 carries for 68 yards, 5 receptions for 27 yards, that usage you love it because he's getting carries, he's getting receptions um, you know, he always has that high floor, uh, which is great. And he's never out of any, you know, no matter what the, the game flow is, Carlos Hyde's on the field. Uh, Matt Breida did have nine carries for 16 yards. Probably had a little bit more than usual just because of Hyde's hip injury. Didn't want to overwork him. Uh, Pierre Garçon, he went four for 36 while being followed by Patrick Peterson. Uh, so I'm throwing this game out for, for Garçon. Uh, Aldrich Robinson came in. He had 12 targets, but he only caught three of them. For 52 yards, and and Aldridge Robinson, you know, kind of came into that into that role that Marquise Goodwin was playing, uh, and when he came in, you know, they were targeting him, but he only caught three three balls. But Trent Taylor is another guy; uh, he had 10 targets, five for 10 for 47 yards. Um, so you know, there was a lot of a lot of throwing the ball in this game, um, you know, and and as far as not getting Garcon all the targets that he usually gets because he was shadowed by Patrick Peterson. You know the target totals and the distribution in this game might be a little bit different than normal, so I wouldn't look at the target distribution in this game and you know expect that to continue uh, in the future. Um, Chris Johnson, he was their starter 13 for 32, he was just horrible in this game. Uh, he did catch three balls for 31 yards. Um, but uh, it was mostly Ellington. He had nine catches on, for 86 yards. He had 14 targets, which led the team. Um, you know, in the last game, he had eight targets, five catches for 59 yards. Um, so you know, this is kind of get, becoming a little trend here, where Ellington's being used uh, as that short, short receiver in the passing game. Um, so if you're if Ellington's on your waiver wire, I'm picking him up, especially in PPR leagues. Jerome uh, Brown. He went 8 for 105 with 12 targets, even with John Brown playing. Um, John Brown himself went 3 for 47. But, you know, one thing to note is that John Brown did come back in this game. Um, He played 61% of the snaps. Um, But that actually affected J.J. Nelson a lot more than it did for Jerome Brown. Um, when, When John Brown was in, J.J. Nelson was usually not on the field. Um, And Jerron Brown, he was still in the game 97% of snaps, so he remained unaffected by Brown being back, um, and this game was evidence of it. So Jerron Brown is definitely somebody I'm targeting on the waiver wire this week. Um, Let's move on to the Eagles and Chargers. Eagles won this game by two points. Um, Carson Wentz, he threw for 242 yards and a touchdown. Rivers threw for 347 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Um, You know That Eagles secondary continues. To be a little bit weak um, overall as a defense, they're they're decent, but you know that secondary can definitely be attacked. Um, Legarrette Blunt, he led the team in carries with sixteen. He had one hundred thirty six yards in this game. He had a long run in this game as well. Uh, he looked pretty good on it. Um, uh, Wendell Smallwood he had ten carries for thirty four yards and a goal line touchdown, which was interesting. You know a couple yards out, uh, but he also had uh, four for six. He went four for six targets. Uh, for 45 yards, so you know that that usage in the in the air is pretty um, reliable. Uh, so I wouldn't be hesitant to put Smallwood in my flex, uh, just because you know he's going to get the usage both in the run and the passing game. Uh, Corey Clement, uh, he had 10 carries himself in this game, so you know they did run the ball a, a good amount. Uh, Zach Ertz, he caught the ball five times uh, on eight targets for 81 yards. He's somebody you can plug and play every single week. Super consistent. Love it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He caught three for 29 with a touchdown. Uh, But he uh, he took over the backfield yesterday. 11 carries for 42 yards. Uh, Deshaun Watson. You know he it was a defense, but you know he he played against some bad defenses, Patriots and Titans. But you know I'm still I'm still looking at him as somebody I want on my roster. Um, And like I said, Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, J.D. McKissick. You know stake your claim and pick one of those guys up. Uh, Geronimo Allison, Devonta Adams, you know, he might be out. I don't know how long he's gonna be out for, if he's gonna pass concussion protocol, if he has any issues besides that. Um, if that's the case, Geronimo Allison will be a nice ad as somebody that you can plug and play. Um, and hopefully, Aaron Rodgers looks his way. Uh, Charles Clay, he's been killing it lately. You got to pick him up, he shouldn't be on waiver wires anywhere. Uh, Jerome Brown. He looks like it looks like he has a secure role in this offense, and he's been getting it done since the beginning of the season. So, I, I and he's been getting the targets. So, I would I would put Jerron Brown on my roster. Devin Funches, in the two games that Olsen has missed, he's had 19 targets, scored two touchdowns in this game against New England. Cam's looking for him, uh, so he's another guy I'm looking at. So, I might have missed a few here and there, but once I go through all the names uh, tomorrow, I'll have my waiver wire article out and uh, you know have another podcast on it. So. Uh, Let's see, a couple by-lows, uh, DeMarco Murray, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Ty Montgomery, Michael Crabtree, Doug Martin, Julio Jones, Brandon Cooks, Martavis Bryant, Melvin Gordon, Rob Kelly, Devontae Parker, Buck Allen, and LaShawn McCoy. That rounds that out. So if you have any questions about those, hit me up on Instagram. Remember, I'm Faraz Siddiqui on Twitter, at Faraz Siddiqui, F A R A Z S I D uh, D I Q I. But, you know, we operate as Upperhand Fantasy on Instagram, at Upperhand Fantasy, uh, at Upperhand FFB on Twitter as well. Uh, and you can also go to our website, UpperhandFantasy.com. Again, I'm Faraz Siddiqui. I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and listening to this. I hope this provided some value to you. And, you know, hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up in the DM. You know, let me know what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, what you like, what you don't like. Um, if you want to hit me up, uh, just just do it there. All right, guys. See ya. I wanted to mention one more thing uh, before I leave. Um, two things. One thing is if you're, if you're listening to this before the Chiefs-Redskins game, I would... If you have an empty roster spot, I would pick up Samaji Pirine, even though he fumbled a couple times. In case Rob Kelly gets hurt in this one, if he does end up playing and he gets hurt um, seriously, you know you have Pirine on your roster. You know this is just for you know it's just to avoid the waiver wire rush. People are gonna add him anyway. Why not add him before it happens? And if not, you just drop him. You know, pick up whoever you want. Or, you know, on waivers with that spot. Um, the second thing is. I didn't address the Las Vegas shooting because this is a fantasy football show and this should be all happy and about your hobby and what you do to escape normal life and all that. But, you know, I I think like I I couldn't end this recording and not talk about it at all. So just going to have a quick word. And that's it. If you don't want to listen to it, feel free to shut this off right now. Um, It just sucks. And, you know, my heart goes out. my, My condolences go out to all the families that lost somebody. Um, you know, it, it's just a tragedy and I, I really I really wish that stuff like this didn't happen you know in our awesome country. You know uh, you know as much as we hate to hear these things, you know it, it just reminds me of all the good people in this country just because of how often this does not happen. Um, and when it does happen, you know it, it, it makes us think of all the bad things, but you know just think of all the good people as well. Think of all the people that have access to guns and don't shoot people. I'm not. A, I'm not. This is not a guns right. Not guns right. At, you know. I'm not trying to. I'm not on either side. Um, but all I'm saying is that there's a lot of good people in this world who aren't doing dumb shit like that. Um, and you know that's kind of what I try to focus on. Um, and I hope that um, people can learn from this. And you know, with every with every shooting that happens. I, I hope that we can new, move the needle a little bit forward every time and, you know, finally get to an, a place where we don't have to deal with this, you know, we have to deal with this type of loss and these type of people, um, you know, and yeah, that, that's all I really have to say. But, you know, my heart goes out to everybody who lost somebody, you know, a, a, anybody who got hurt, you know, feel better. I hope you, you have a quick recovery. And yeah, I just, I just felt the need to say it. If I put out anything today, I, I had to feel the need to say something. All right. All right, guys, have a great day. Bye-bye. ...and run the ball type of game, and that's exactly what happened. So the night game, Colt to Seahawks, it was a close game at first, but the Seahawks really ran with it in the second half. Uh, Wilson, he threw for 295 yards and two touchdowns with two interceptions. Uh, he also rushed for 38 yards. Um, like I said, got off a little slow start, but came through at the end. Um, Brissett had a few turnovers. Seattle was able to take advantage. So, you know, kind of went the Seahawks way after that. Uh, Frank Gore went 12 for 46. Dante Moncrief scored, went 3 for 30. T.Y. Hilton also went 3 for 30 on six targets. Um, you know, when T.Y. Hilton is, you know, in the game without Andrew Luck, you just never know what's going to happen. But unfortunately, you just have to put him in your lineup every week because you never know. Uh, Jack Doyle. He had seven targets, caught five of them for only 27 yards um, on the Seahawks side of the ball. Chris Carson, another great story. He got hurt in this game. Uh, his ankle and leg got caught up. We don't we don't know the extent of the injury at this point, but it did not look good. He was put in an air cast and uh, got sent off. Um, actually, I'm just looking at news right now, and it looks like, chris carson broke his ankle last night um but the mri is going to determine the full extent of the damage um another another, uh, another one about Derek carr he's just stiff and sore no internal injuries and he's expected he's expected to be okay so there's a couple injury reports for those guys um but yeah it's, it really sucks about chris carson i mean he was doing really well preseason he had his opportunity and he beat out eddie lacy he beat out thomas Rawls, and You know he was looking good. He was catching balls. He he was, he was a he was a great story. And it sucks that you know that he had to go through that injury. And it was during garbage time too. I mean the game was well in hand. Chris Carson was still getting carries. I mean you know what are you going to do? Eddie Lacy you know he had 11 carries himself in this game. Um, You know the team didn't really try to run the ball that much even once they got up. Carson only had 12 carries in this game. With you know when he got hurt in the fourth quarter, Thomas Rawls was inactive. He was a healthy scratch. Um, but you know you got to think Rawls will be active next week. Who knows who's going to get the real opportunity here? Uh, this kid J.D. McKissick, he had opportunity in this game too. He had four carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown on one target, uh, and he looked good. You know he's probably going to get CJ Pro, the CJ Pro size role or a change of pace role or something. He might even be the guy. Um, so it's between him, between Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls. Um, you know who knows who's going to be the guy. So. I'm gonna stake a claim, you know, in either Thomas Rawls or Eddie Lacy to be, you know, that that um that workhorse. Um, I don't think it's gonna be split between them. I would assume it's gonna be Thomas Rawls. Um, you know why? I don't know. I just think that the the Seahawks like him better. Uh, Lacy, you know, you know, he had a pretty decent game, 11 for 52, but who knows? I really don't know who who's gonna be. Um, but you know, it, you gotta just grab a guy who's available. If any is available, pick up Rawls. Hope it's Rawls. The other way around. Um, JD McKissick, either way, probably pick him up. He looked good in this game. Um, Tyler Lockett, he caught four or five targets for 67 yards. Paul Richardson, uh, three for three for 65 yards. Um... Jimmy Graham, he caught four for 61, and Doug Baldwin caught three for 35. So, you know, Baldwin was a little hobble, so Lockett and Richardson were able to do a little bit more in this game. Um, but, yeah, that about does it for uh, going through all the matchups. Um, you know, a couple guys on the waiver wire that obviously we're, we're thinking of picking up this week, and, and tomorrow I'll come out with the actual list. Uh, but Latavius Murray, uh, you know, after you know Dalvin Cook. Now, I did get another report that uh, Zimmer confirmed that uh, Dalvin Cook is done for the season with a torn ACL um, but um, another report said that Latavius Murray is not is not 100% yet still recovered from his off-season surgery and that could be part of the reason why he, he didn't get you know that m- he didn't get much of an opportunity you know uh, to challenge Dalvin Cook and that could have came later in the season uh, but who knows I, I, I don't think so I think Dalvin Cook was just that good um, but is that going to stop me from picking up Latavius Murray? Probably not. He's still going to get the work. Um, Alex Collins, another guy I'm trying to pick up this week. Led the Ravens, led the Ravens backfield, and he looked good. Uh, Will Fuller is another guy. He caught that. He caught those two touchdowns in his season debut. The uh, Garrett Blunt, we saw that he was he was used, and he did. Okay, he did pretty well, and and they didn't use him in a weird way like they did early on. Um, he was getting you know rushes up the middle up the middle of the offensive line, which is good. Um, Wayne Gallman.